You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. In the dynamic world of enterprise security, identity architects and IT leaders face a major challenge. Growth by repeated acquisitions multiplies the complexity of everything. Multiple IDPs, MFA providers, policy engines that all need to coexist. This can lead to fragmented user identities and policies that create security vulnerabilities and add access friction. Strata Identity solves this. Now you can decommission unneeded IDPs and consolidate the ones you'd like to keep without rewriting apps or disrupting users, engineers, and app owners. Plus, Strata's modular architecture makes it easy to integrate with any identity provider without manual maintenance and coding. Join the ranks of cybersecurity leaders using identity orchestration. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your top identity security priorities, and receive a pair of complimentary AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Step into a new era of identity management at strata.io slash cyberwire. Hello, my name is Satya Gupta. I'm the CTO at Versec System. I grew up in India. My father was a civil servant. And at that time, it was really hard. We had uh, two other siblings. Uh, my mother was insisting on uh, that we go to the very best school because education was at a very high premium in our household. There were times when they had to sell some books uh, to be able to meet expenses. It was very clear to me that I had to go and become a doctor or an engineer. And certainly doctor was out of my deed uh, because even if I had to go into a biology lab and dissect a frog and one, I'd probably end up fainting before the fr- uh, frog had a knife in its belly and all. So I decided I'd be an engineer. One of the biggest challenges of going in, uh, to an engineering school in India is to Everybody's aspiration is to get into this uh, very famous school called the IIT. And uh, because my brother had topped that school, you know, it was pretty much my goal to be able to go and uh, get uh, through that same school. I actually went to uh, higher education in uh, in the U.S. So from India, I kind of did uh, another master's degree in uh, the University of Massachusetts. And uh, right after that, um, I went to work for GM. And I quickly realized that I wasn't really cut out to be one of the 700,000 employees that GM had at the time. And I really wanted to do something meaningful, you know, something that allowed me to sort of uh, express myself a whole lot better and solve some really big problem for, uh, you know, the industry. So I kind of quit uh, GM and I went to work uh, for myself. And, uh, you know, there was many ventures that, you know, startups that I actually went through. One uh, last one that I did was really made a huge difference. The big thing that we did out there that uh, in the startup was that, you know, we kind of suddenly uh, used some really cool technology to be able to make a huge change. So instead of uh, uh, having one megabit of bandwidth or two megabits of bandwidth, we were uh, up to uh, 100 megabits. And in the case of businesses, up to gigabit of bandwidth. So, you know, that uh, made me think that it, uh, we have to sort of keep working with things that will change uh, people's lives rather than solving incremental problems. You know, there's no fun in doing that. So, and I 
had the mental uh, fortitude and the educational background to be able to go look at some really hard problems. One uh, thing that really inspired me at that point in time, you know, it was just a casual sentence that was uttered by a colleague where it stuck in my brain for posterity, I would say. So the colleague said that um, people rise to their level of incompetence. And that uh, was really a remarkable statement that I heard from uh, that person, you know, you uh, rise to the point where you can actually uh, contribute and uh, when you think that you have uh, uh, are uh, done here, that you cannot contribute anymore, uh, that's where it all ends and all, right? But in reality, the sky is the limit. It's almost like a storybook uh, startup uh, scenario here. Um, I was visiting a, a, a colleague who was a professor at, in the University of Massachusetts. Um, he and I sat down for coffee at a Starbucks. And as we were sitting for this coffee, I was uh, realized that there was these uh, big cyber attacks going on. And, uh, you know, it just so happened, I uh, opened the conversation with him and saying, hey, did you notice this uh, new cyber attack? Uh, and here are these big dominant cyber companies at the time uh, who were releasing signatures every 10 minutes. And millions of machines were going down over the last few days on, uh, because of this very a nimble attack, it was one of those, uh, you know, worm-like attacks that was taking machines down by the millions. Something he said struck me as, uh, you know, hey, we are not really looking at uh, root causes out here. We're kind of looking at symptoms. You know, every time a new attack happens, we try to figure out uh, what's going on with that particular attack. And it's like, um, you know, playing a game of whack-a-mole. You know, a new attack shows up, you kind of stomp on that little uh, arcade game, you know. So, you know, every day, uh, 350,000 new pieces of malware get created. And we are trying to classify, you know, every piece of malware. And to me, that looked like a big joke out there. At that point in time, I came up with this whole thought process of uh, what I now describe as first principle. I, I had a couple of meetings with the professor again. And we came up with five or six guiding principles um, that we call first principle. The very first principle was we must be able to protect an application from being abused, even if it is vulnerable. The second principle was milliseconds matter. The third uh, principle that was involved out there was that vulnerabilities are the key. The fourth principle was that, you know, I shouldn't really expect people to hang me their source code uh, so that I can look at it and be able to figure out where the vulnerabilities are. And the last very important thing was, if I look at a server, there are hundreds of proxies out there. I cannot go and say I can see I'm going to protect only one or two and I leave the rest to open. It's like saying, hey, uh, in my uh, home, there are these uh, five doors and I'll have a cop standing on door number one, but the other, you know, you're on your own. So those are the five first principles that we said uh, we must adhere to in our solution. And I'm very happy to tell you that, you know, uh, it's been a long, arduous journey. Our customers are now beginning to see that, you know, this is the only way to protect, you know, the vulnerabilities. You have to be able to make sure the vulnerabilities are like that uh, bad lock that you hang on your door that cannot be abused, even though, uh, you know, the lock may give up. You know, you still be able to protect, make sure that the doors are strong enough to not give up. And, um, you know, now more than ever, customers are beginning to see that you're now able to uh, make sure that the application stays within its guardrails and it's, the attacker is not being able to sort of uh, derail the train and make that application do things that they want.
assemble the very best people, be able to leverage their brain power. And that's my style of uh, functioning. You know, we want to be able to have the very best people in the team and also leverage their thinking power and be able to, this is how we, you know, as a collective, we become better. And, you know, it's crazy, uh, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, you have to be a little bit crazy because, uh, you know, you have to have this dedication to be able to, uh, you know, keep going down, wake up every day and uh, keep yourself motivated. Uh, but it's really fun too. You know, you have to be able to dream big and you have to have the fortitude um, and the mental courage to be able to hold on to that. If you really believe in something, go for it. And um, also dream big, you know, make sure that, you know, you're not solving the one problem, but you're solving things that will make a name for it, you know, which will have things that uh, people will remember. This is how I, uh, it should be done, you know, accepting the status quo and doing it for, uh, you know, the same way that people have been doing it for the 30 years that may have gone by. Uh, in the cybersecurity industry, we see that. And by thinking big, we are able to make people um, understand, you know, what uh, what is different, uh, what is it that's different that we are doing and how their lives will get better. Dream big and uh, uh, work with dedication. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business.